Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Along Came a Writer Network. Opinions expressed in our shows do not necessarily reflect those of the network. Welcome to the Along Came a Writer show. I'm your host, Linda Kozar, and today we're going to be chatting with author Mary Hamilton. Uh, she's the author of the Rustic Knoll Bible Camp series for middle grade readers and two adult suspense novels, including her latest release, Dead Air, a Waco mystery. Mary had the unique experience of growing up at a youth camp where her family lived year round for 20 years. Those childhood memories served as an inspiration for her Rustic Knoll books. Even in her adult books, she draws stories from real-life situations and writes about characters who struggle with various aspects of faith. She has also written articles for magazines and take-home papers, as well as a Christmas-themed play. When not writing, she can usually be found walking her dog, but she also enjoys Sudoku puzzles, reading, knitting, and quiet evenings at home in Texas with her husband. They have three grown children and two adorable grandsons. Welcome to the show, Mary. Thank you, Linda. It's my honor to be here with you. <laughs> it's and I know it's so odd when someone reads your bio and you're like, ooh, is that me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it, it's, exactly. it's just, I know it's so funny, but you know. I mean, we all have our bio, and it's good. You have a yep. really good one. Yep. Um, so we're going to talk about your latest book today, Dead Air, A Waco Mystery. I'm just going to read a little blurb, and then, um, and then we'll talk about it. So okay. Kit, Squires, <laughs> Kit Squires never imagined her husband capable of murder. Then gunshots blast across the airwaves of his former radio show, and moments later, his voice breaks the air torn between believing the evidence or the character of the man she thought she knew, Kit's choice puts her at odds with their son, Bryce. One of them has to be wrong, which means the killer might still be there. <laughs> okay. It's the drama. I can't help it. I know it sucks not. <laughs> There was a problem stuck on it. Um, so let's talk about, uh, about that mystery. You made the transition um, between writing young adult mysteries and moving on to adult. What's the difference, first of all? Well, the the middle grade ones were not mysteries. They were just I would probably call them action adventure. Okay. There an element, and remember, I, I thought there was an element of mystery in those too. Um, no, not really. I, I, okay. I don't think so. Other than just um, what the characters were 
dealing with, what they're going through. I know. I guess I have a habit of seeing mystery in everything. (laughs) 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 But um, so, so tell us, um, tell us about this series. Is there going to be a third book in the series? Because you have um, Dead Air, Waco Mystery, and then before that you have Pendant. Um, So is there going to be a third or is it two in the series? For now, it's two. Uh, I... (laughs) I'm debating whether I want to stay with mysteries or not. I, you know, when you're when you're writing in a certain genre, you need to read as much as you possibly can in that genre. And yeah. I find that if I read too many mysteries and suspense and thrillers, um, I get paranoid when I go outside <laughs> because my mind is just in those that 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 frame, you know. Um, and I don't like being there. So uh, <laughs> usually the news or social media does that to me. <laughs> yeah, that too. Yeah, Yeah, plus my husband has a hard time with me writing um, about murder and things like that. He um, he's uh, he calls himself a, a '70s hippie. Uh, so he's you know peace, love, and and joy yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So. <laughs> I get so it. he doesn't particularly it. like hearing about murder mysteries. For now, for for today, we'll concentrate on <laughs> on these mysteries. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so so tell us about Dead Air. Um, how'd you get the idea to write this one? The idea actually was inspired by the Las Vegas mass shooting years mm. ago. Um, of course, we've learned a lot about the people that do that kind of thing since then, but at the time it was relatively new phenomena. And I I kept thinking about how, you know, we we give so much sympathy to the victims and their families, which is just, just the right thing to do. But the families of the shooters are usually stunned that this happened. They may feel all kinds of guilt over not being able to stop it, not knowing, you know, were there signs that they missed that they should have recognized. Um, and yeah. so I just, I started thinking about, you know, what if there was a a person who nobody would have imagined a shooting like that? And mm. uh, so that's what started it. Yeah, that's a different perspective because you, you know, if you think about um, men and women in prison and the families mm-hmm. that they leave behind are devastated and wondering, right. how, how could this child I raised have done this? Or did they? Exactly, you know, yes. They yeah. Okay, so you started from that, pre- that premise. And um, mm-hmm. was it was it easy to write or was or were, you know, times when you're writing it was difficult emotionally? It was very it was very difficult. Um, I don't know about so much emotionally, but um, I started out thinking that it would be, uh, you know, just a really good guy that snapped or something. But as I made up the character, I just could not imagine him doing anything like that. It was just too hard to find a good person that would go out and shoot a bunch of people. Mm. And so I had to find a different way around it. Yeah. And that's where the idea of his wife um, 
having the dilemma of does she believe the evidence or the character of the man she thought she knew. Uh, that's where that came in. Yeah, because, you, you know, I mean, um, if you really feel like you know the person you've been with for years, like your your husband, you know right. his character, and you think, how right. could anyone know this? Because there's no way he would have done it, you know, in the right. natural. Yeah. Right. So, wow, that's really cool. Um, and so, okay, and then the um, the book before that pendant um, is mm-hmm. about a student gone missing. Correct. Yeah, for a long that, period of time. That, right. That was inspired by uh, a little, a tiny little article in the Houston Chronicle that I saw years ago about um, an elderly woman who showed up at, I think it was an assisted living center, with only her purse and a jacket and her cane. And she was very alert and very pleasant, but she wouldn't tell them any of her background. And so they were trying to figure out where she had come from, why she was there. And that was the initial idea for it. As soon as I read it, I thought, ooh, there's a story there. Uh, But I was in the middle of writing the middle grade series, so I had to put it on on hold, stick it in my file. And so then it just developed uh, as, you know, a a teacher who was um, um, trying to find a student and she decides to hide out in an assisted living facility because someone is trying to kill her. Oh, wow. So um, (laughs) you squirrel away your ideas. Like I, I write my ideas. I have... I know I have over 50 notebooks <laughs> that I just write down <laughs> ideas or quips or things in and then, uh, or on scraps of paper. And I used to, before I started writing books, I, I was always kind of, I was writing for newspapers or whatever, but I was a frustrated writer and I would even write on gum wrappers when I was waiting in the um, car line <laughs> at school. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, you write your ideas down and think, oh, I'm going to use this someday. Yep. You know, have you used a lot of those ideas or do you still have a lot left? I don't have a lot of ideas. I do uh, stick them away. I probably I probably have, well, there's two others now, right now, that I think I would like to write sometime. Um, but, you know, thankfully now we have our phones that we can pull out and write notes on so that we don't have to use gum wrappers. <laughs> <laughs> but of course I print my I print those out because if, if uh, God forbid if anything happens to the notes on my phone through yes so that's I, true I them out. that's true um, just in case <laughs> never trust technology too much um, that's so right your, your books before this the middle grades were hear no evil speak no evil and see no evil you know mm-hmm. and um, remember that old um, kitty nursery it's a nursery rhyme or is it a just a a saying. I think it's just a yeah. saying. Yeah. 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 I remember that. <laughs> One of the things you learn as a child. And so it really resonates. Right. It's really good titles because they resonate <laughs> with everyone. Um, what is What book on your heart would you like to write but haven't tackled yet? Hmm. That's a good question. Like is it um, – Women's fiction, historical fiction. I mean, I know, you know, um, you live in Waco, so you wrote about Waco, and Waco has quite a history. Yeah. 
Yeah. It would probably be women's fiction. That's what I'm debating jumping to from mystery. Um, The idea that I'm currently chewing on, I haven't started writing at all, uh, came from personal experience and as well as friends' experiences where they've lost their parents and have had to clean out their house, the parents' houses or whatever and dispose of their belongings. And yeah. I was thinking about it one day, and, of course, we had to, when we moved from Houston to Waco, um, we got rid of a lot of stuff and kind of pared things down, but it, it gradually accumulates again. And I started thinking one day, I thought, you know, all the things that my husband and I treasure aren't going to mean anything to our kids, and they're just going to get rid of them. And so I had this idea for a story where a woman, her mother is maybe a pack rat, and her house is just a mess. And the woman keeps trying to, you know, encourage her mom to clean it up, and her mom says, nope. When I go, when I'm, when I'm gone, you can do whatever you want with it, but I have these five things that I treasure, and I want you to find mm. someone else that will treasure them and give them to them. You can do whatever you want with everything else, but these five things, you need to find someone else that treasures them. Mm. So that's what I'm, that's that's neat. What I'm concentrating on now. You, you know, um, I, I was on my way, well, with my husband, we were going to Washington on the Brazos, and, of course, I spotted this estate sale on the way, and it was an old house, and so I was like, oh, we have to go in there. We have to go in. And I went in there, and absolutely everything in the house was had a tag on it, you know, and wow, and it kind of made yeah. me sad because I thought about I saw these old family photos and everything, and so um, oh. the family who was selling all this, really didn't have any uh, any use for the history of yeah. their their own family. Yeah. And it, you know, and I it's hard to understand that. Um it really is families yes. can be so rich in history. Um and yeah. no one knows their stories. You know. And right. that, that's where we come in as writers, right? We can um right. kind of tell a story based on their lives or you know, or write memoirs uh, about them. But um right. Yeah, it is sad though. You know, so I think that's a story and that I, will hit I can, Yeah, and I can I can see what your your experience was there. I I could see us being in the same position because I've lived you know, all of my family has been up in Wisconsin and so my kids have not they've you know, they've occasionally met the other members of the family, the aunts and uncles and things, but it doesn't have any meaning for them. So why would they keep, you know, pictures of people that they don't have any relationship to yeah and that Unless is that. interested in ancestry and interested in where they came right. from and, you know right. and there is a lot more interest these days you know but on yeah. the other hand i like to frequent uh, resale shops and some of the people i know who work there said that they get um they get people's ashes all the time you know oh wow i mean people donate family members ashes and i i wow. just and urns. I, I just can't understand that. They had uh, like a whole shelf of just urns. And um, <laughs> why could anyone be so callous, you know? Yeah. That's yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, well, it is creepy. <laughs> you know, it's a mystery now. Or in the resale shop or, you know, something like that. Yeah. You know, yeah. Haunted resale shop. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> so so um, is there an, a genre you've never thought you'd ever read in, like um, speculative fiction, sci-fi? Anything like that? Yeah, I've never, I've never really cared much for um, sci-fi. I've read occasional fantasy, uh, but it's not something I read regularly. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I challenged I'm, myself to write a sci-fi story, and I thought, gosh, it would be fun, you know, just to do it because basically. You know, you look at like Star Trek, that was basically just a revamped Cowboys, you know, Cowboys uh, movie. Yeah. You know, they just took that and the same thing with um, Knights of the Round Table. You know, it's kind of the same stuff, except with different weapons. Yeah. 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 That is. So if you can write a good story, you can probably write anything. I've not thought of it that way, but you're right. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's very much like it because I've been watching a lot of Westerns with my mom lately. And uh, the storylines <laughs> are, it's like surprisingly similar. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Um, tell us how you got started with writing. Uh, I've always enjoyed writing. When I was a kid, I used to write long letters to friends and to uh, a favorite cousin. Um, and then when I, my first year out of college, I worked with a hunger organization and I was writing their monthly news, newsletter and people t- would come in and say they really enjoyed reading it. And I was like, it's a newsletter, <laughs> you know, really? Um, but some of my coworkers really encouraged me to write for publication. So when I, when my first child was born and I became a stay-at-home mom and then I I started writing uh, took a couple of online or not online correspondence courses at the time and uh, wrote started writing for Christian magazines and then a few years later when we moved we moved from Houston up to Naperville Illinois and my church at the time held a women's dinner theater every December, the first weekend in December every year. And mm-hmm. one year the minister, uh, arts minister, fine arts minister, came to me and said, I understand you like, like to write. And I was like, yeah. And she said, how would you like to write a play? And I said, Ooh, nice. I've never done that before in my life. <laughs> and she told me what she wanted. She had been looking for a play to do the next the next December and hadn't found anything she liked and so she you know I said well I'll I'll try it but you better keep looking just in case and so I I wrote that and was surprised that they and um, actually I was feeling pretty proud of myself for writing this play well yeah until I saw it performed and then (laughs) I was just so I was so humbled it just seeing it performed live was just incredible. I I felt like hmm. I gave them something in black and white and they made it technicolor. You know, well, I gave them a skeleton. Life. They bring it to they life. Really they really do. They really do. They put skin and bone or skin on it and clothes and 
uh, it was just very humbling. Um, but mm -hmm. I had always wanted to write fiction because I loved reading novels. And I had to give up writing for a while when my youngest quit taking naps because I couldn't find a regular time to write that I wasn't falling asleep. And <laughs> so uh, once he once he got into school, then I started back and really focused on fiction. And that's when I started having grown up at the camp. I knew I wanted to write a story set at a camp. So that was my yeah, first that's a unique project. Childhood. That is yeah. unique. And you're writing from that perspective, you know, I mean, that's, that's really cool. That, that must have been it an was, interesting it, childhood. It was, it was phenomenal. Uh, my brothers and sisters and I realized what a unique experience it is. And my brother one time asked me, can you imagine growing up anywhere else? And my <laughs> other brother and I looked at each other and said, no. <laughs> um, what, what's the wildest because, thing that ever happened growing up? Just oh, things, animals. What was it? Uh, oh, I don't know if this is really wild, but it, it just some of the stories. I mean, I based certain people on the story, you know, conglomerates on on people that I knew. We had a a cook who put green peppers in everything. And <laughs> the staff got, one year the staff just got so tired of green peppers that when it was her birthday, they made her a green pepper cake. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, there were, I mean, there were lots of pranks. The one time, one year the, the guy counselors found this huge three-legged bullfrog and they Ooh. put it in uh, one of the girl counselor's drawers, um, so you could you could hear her scream um, almost over the whole campus. <laughs> um, Gosh, and it was a mutant frog too. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh goodness. What um, about weather? Did you did you ever have like a tornado or anything like that or anything scary? One before we moved there, they had a tornado that tore the roof off of the dining hall. Um, and then one time when I was a, I must have been in high school. I think we had a tornado that went through, but it never actually touched down because there Ooh. were. I think we had probably fifteen, twenty trees um, broken off, and they fell in different directions. So and it's funny, though, it you can hear it. One time a tornado passed over our house, and I could hear it. It sounded like, you know when those tops we used to have as kids, and you would pump oh, the yeah. top of it? And it sounded like yeah. a top. And I realized what I was hearing huh. was a tornado overhead that, thank God, didn't touch down. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Oh. I don't yeah. I was out at my... Uh, at that at that time, we had an assistant director, and they had a daughter that was my age, so we were best friends. And their house was way out um, on the other end of campus, and it was out in the middle of a field, an open field. And so I didn't realize how bad the storm was other than seeing the wind blow the water in underneath the screens, under the windows. Oh, and wow. I had never seen that happen before. Yeah. Um, but I didn't realize how many trees were down until after I 
after the storm and I went back home. So. Yeah, and you're probably like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, now, yeah. is writing the fulfillment of a lifelong dream or do you have um, different dreams of what what to do with it or where to, where you'd like to go? I mean, well, what else would you like to accomplish? I would like to get to the point where I can, if it's possible, <laughs> where I can write a book without so much self-doubt and without mm. having to struggle so much. Um, I, I still feel like, I, you know, I've, people ask if you're a plotter or a pantser, and I, at heart, I'm a plotter. I want to know, I want to see the map where I'm going, but I can't seem to see that without actually starting to write it, which makes for a lot of starts and starts, and that bothers me. Well, you know, I, I can relate to that because I'm, you know, I don't write books fast. I take my time, mm-hmm. you know, and not like others. So like we have our friends, you know, Janice, <laughs> she can write yeah. fast. But, you know, not everybody can right. do that. I, I, you know, sometimes go back and I wonder about every sentence. I was like, oh, should I write that sentence? You know, maybe I should write this better. And, you know, so there is a, that element yeah. of, Right. And I try not to compare myself to others because that right. uh, that destroys your confidence. And um, but um, I think it's it's okay. You know, I'm sort of both. I'm sort of a, a pantser and a plotter. About halfway through the book, I become a plotter because <laughs> I, I see where I want <laughs> to go. My characters have spoken to me because everything's yeah. more character driven, and I see where I want to go, and I can plot the rest of the book out. Now, if I'm writing nonfiction. That's- I plot it, but fiction, yeah. maybe you're a combination like me. That's, that's, yeah, that sounds very much like what I do. Yeah, and, and that's, that's how it works for you, and that's good. You know, I, I don't think I could ever be, uh, you know, plot out a whole book because the adventure wouldn't be there for me. I like to go along mm-hmm. with the characters and discover what I'm going to do next. It's like they're taking me on yeah. an adventure. Yeah. So, Yeah. Um, so what's the most gratifying thing about being an author, I mean, that you found so far? Oh, of course it's when someone comes up and says they love the book. Yeah. That they, you know, that they stayed up until all hours reading it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, That's just, it's always nice. And then sometimes there are the other ones. And some of them are just, sometimes people just go out of their way, you know, like, I yeah. remember getting a one star one time, and then um, underneath that they wrote, haven't read the book. <laughs> so, oh, gee. They're like, what is that? <laughs> you know, or, yeah. or book, book arrived damaged, one star. And I was like, was oh. that the author's fault? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we, we all have well, fortunately, like I haven't had any of those yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you never do. <laughs> um <laughs> So people can find you on Instagram and Facebook and or at your website, which is Mary, well, Mary Hamilton Books. And there are other Mary Hamiltons out there. Surprise, surprise. So you have to look for. um, (laughs) Yeah. And even if you put author after your name. um, Yeah. (laughs) But uh, just got to look for her. Look for her title, you know, and. and then you'll be able to find her other titles. That's the way to do it. And Dead I normally, air. I, I normally write under the name Mary L. Hamilton. 
I remembered that. Yeah. And the, but sometimes but my, there's just so many, it's easy just to put in your title yes. or go to Amazon. Yeah, you know. correct. Yes. Yeah. And then they can find you, but, um, but thank yep. you for being on the show today. And is there anything else you'd like well, thank to add you. before we go? I mean, anything like what, like what's, um, we have, I think we already talked about what's next. You know, you're still mm-hmm. debating that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll just have to, just have to hang on and meet <laughs> until the next thing <laughs> comes. <laughs> but thanks I so much. So, yeah. really, I enjoyed chatting with you. We, we were in the same um, ACFW chapter, you know, Writers on the yes. Storm. And yes. good to talk to another stormer here. And yes, it's, <laughs> you have a it's been great, great talking to you, Linda. It's been great. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.